Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, is Tell Del Tuesday, and I'm really excited to have the guest that I have today. This gentleman is a mentor for single-family investments for our Lifestyles program here, and he has been a member for quite some time in the past year, and we're going to interview him and find out all the details about it. But uh, with me here today is Joey Sullivan. Joey, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Dale. Thank you for having me on. Uh, glad you're with us, Joey. Are uh, you working out of Austin still? That is correct. Yes, sir. i actually uh, just north of it in Georgetown, Texas. Well, let's talk. I've got quite a few things I want to cover with you today, but let's start at the beginning for people who have not met you yet, never heard you on the show before. Um, let's talk about what got you involved in single family, or actually in real estate investing in general. What, what made you decide to get into this stuff? You know, um, this is something I ask, and it seems to be a common thread with, with our members. I'll ask it usually at the at the case study. I'll say, who's read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? And literally, that was my um, epiphany, was reading that book, just thinking, wow, I, I totally have I've thought wrong about money and investing my entire life. And it just opened the door to thinking how to... Um, you know, uh, the whole concept of passive income and being financially free problem was it doesn't, you know, Kiyosaki doesn't tell you how to do it at all. And so uh, I was left wanting, you know, like, where do I look? How do I find out uh, how to do this? And um, there's one of my good friends uh, who joined, who got me to join. Uh, he works for AT&T in the Austin area. And uh, we ended up going to um, the free workshop back in 2011, like December of 2011. He heard you on the radio and um, yeah. And we just, we joined at that very uh, time. Jody Carrillo was back working at FFP at the time, you know, and now she's a single family mentor. And um, yeah, the rest is history after that. When you came in and you'd read The Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which really is a good book, no doubt. And interestingly enough, if you read that one and the one after that, which was Cashflow Quadrant, you find out very quickly that Robert Kiyosaki bought a condo, which we tell people not to do. And then he bought a small eightplex, and that was the extent of his real estate investing. So he's an incredible author but he doesn't have anywhere near the real estate experience that our mentors do here. I don't say that to put him down, but to, to let people understand that you can have an idea of why something works and not know how it works. And I think that point is very relevant that you're bringing up here. Let's talk about going to the two day. When you're sitting there, you've been enlightened, you know there's something you need to know. What came across to you first as the aha moment? Go, boy, there's the secret sauce I didn't get. And it's not really secret, but, you know, what was it that was the light bulb that turned it all on for you? I would say it probably was the hard money aspect. You know, that's kind of the magic there, you know, with, with financing typically. And, it, you know, it was hard for me when I first started. And a lot of the members that I mentor, they keep saying, what's the 20% down? What, how much money down on this deal? Um, they, they're just confused. And, and I was too. It took me a while. You know, it's like drinking from a fire hydrant at the two day. But um, the concept that 
this loan is based not on the purchase price, but actually on the after repair value. And, you know, if your rehab, your purchase price and closing costs are less than the loan amount, you can effectively roll everything in. It could effectively be uh, a zero out of pocket deal. And that was just, that just blew my mind, you know, how that works. Um, and how you're able to quickly do a rate term refinance into a long-term 30-year mortgage where it's just locked in, you know, inflation's not going to affect that. That stays fixed. So while, you know, taxes may go up, um, insurance may go up over time through inflation, the, 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 those, that mortgage does not go up. And, um, and you know, what else goes up is rents and rents and boy, have they climbed, you know, in the greater Austin area. I mean, during... During the uh, whole uh, 2020 thing going on um, and 21, I had to raise my rents like by leaps and bounds. I was embarrassed. I had to go. One of my residents had to raise it by 500 bucks. But guess what? They paid because they had nowhere else to go. And I was still reasonably priced rent. So anyway, um, sorry, kind of going on a tangent there. But, yeah, I would say it's more the hard money that really kind of blew my mind on how we can make this happen with a limited amount of money and buy a single family house. Uh, to uh, tag on to that, add on to it, there's a situation that when you put very little money down on a deal, which this is not a zero down investment style, but it can work out to be either zero or very, very low amount down on single family houses with the hard money lending deal. Uh, it makes the rate of return ridiculously high if these people understand how we capture equity. Can you share with people what the numbers are in this day and age of, you know, what kind of prices, like are we buying something that's worth 200000 for 100 putting 50 in it, or are we buying it for 125 putting 50 in it? But what is the captured equity, and compare that to the out-of-pocket and get the, cap, the instant capital gain return numbers that you're seeing out there. You know, work across the whole breadth of what you're seeing. Sure, yeah. Um, the thing with real estate, it's never boring. The markets constantly change. If there's one thing I've noticed, things constantly change. Maybe our relationship with contractors, um, the market, you know, things are constantly changing, um, uh, you know, to our favor or sometimes not so much to our favor. So we work around it. We have to adapt and overcome depending on the market we're in. You know, when, we, when I first started in 2012, um, the market was different. You know, you could find maybe those younger properties on the MLS, kind of your cookie cutter that we teach in the two-day. Um, the market, the age of the properties lately have gotten older. You know, the rehab's gotten larger. I'm speaking more for San Antonio. That's where primarily most of the Central Texas investors invest. Um, and um, once rates started going up, you know, towards, uh, what, 2021, you know, towards the end of 21, we started to see a shift and um, where cash flow became more of a challenge. Why? Because interest rates went up. In addition, taxes have just blown up. I mean, the amount of people flocking here from, you know, the what I call the communist states moving to the more free states during the pandemic. <laughs> um, we just had a massive influx of people. Taxes had to go up. Things were just going bonkers, crazy. So it has put pressure on cash flow, but cash flow is catching up. Uh, but what has um, kind of come about through all this is the equity capture has increased. So what that means is, you know, investors who are buying these distressed properties, they demand more meat on the bone. You know, hey, this is a different market. I'm not going to get as much cash flow. I need something for my efforts to make, improve the neighborhood and, and make a profit on this. So 
we are seeing higher equity capture and lower cash out of pocket for the the properties in the in the central Texas area. I noticed that you said that you spent a lot of time studying under David Fisher. What did you learn about rehabbing that the average person just doesn't see on TV? He has changed my my life. You know, he's taken me to a whole new level as far as being a mentor and helping other members, um, especially if they're buying older properties, which happens to be the trend with San Antonio, you know, in the last few years is the properties are getting older. And yeah, so we're, we're learning everything from just basic electrical to, to plumbing, you know, um, looking at cast iron, galvanized pipe, uh, you know, looking at old knob and tube wires and what to look for, you know, how, um, how those, um, uh, you know, you know, we change them, you know, get them upgraded, updated, you know, through, through permits and all that good stuff. So it's, it's just been an incredible um, experience. My eyes have totally opened, and now I'm literally not intimidated at all at an old property. I just feel like a whole new uh, um, window of opportunity of properties has, has opened up for me, where in the past I wouldn't have touched them. So let's cross over now. Let's say I'm somebody comes in and I'm not a gearhead. I don't want to do any remodeling, rehab. I don't want to do all that work. Uh, is there still deals out there that I can get to that – that are not going to be a heavy lift, or are those deals still out there? Well, honestly, Dale, for brand-new members, if you have zero real estate experience background, no construction background, we insist that you take on those properties. We do not want you doing a heavy lift because, you know, think about it. If I take you skiing, and, you know, a lot of people from Texas haven't been up to the Rocky Mountains. I'm originally from Wyoming, and, uh, it, you know, a lot of people haven't been up to the mountains. And if I took you up, you know, a brand new guy, never seen, been around snow that much. And I'd say, hey, let's go skiing. Do you think it'd be smart of me to put you on top of a black diamond hill? And if you don't know what that means, it's just, that's like the the most hardcore of of slopes, you know, where you could break a leg very easily if you don't know what you're doing. No, we would never, I would never do that if you were my friend taking you skiing for the first time. Instead, I'd want you to go on the bunny slopes. Those are the easy slopes. That's where you train and build up your confidence to go to that next level to take on maybe a larger project. So the base hit properties, are, are they are out there where, generally speaking, you're going to pay a little bit more out of pocket, but you're still going to make a nice return and you know try to make that return in the stock market these days. I don't think you're going to be able to do it. Um, so, yes, there are the low uh, um, rehab properties, maybe a little higher out of pocket, and they do exist. They are available in San Antonio. Now, when you're helping someone from the beginning, what is the first things that you step them through? We've got about two minutes to answer this question, but just real quick, walk us through how you get someone prepared to start doing deals. Uh, yeah, Dale, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel them out. I'm going to see what is your experience, your background. We're going to talk about goals. Um, I, go, I do a deep dive into how to find properties, whether you're going to uh, work with our agents in all the major markets here in Texas or nationally, or if you're going to find them yourself, which is actually what I did in the greater Austin area and continue to do. I'm looking at a property right now in Elgin I think I'm going to buy. Um, so we're going to talk about that. And then finally, you know, my major discussion topic nowadays is general contractors, just contractors in general, how to work with them, how to be successful working with a contractor. So that's, that's kind of the big picture, you know, especially with the initial mentor meeting, some of the major talking points I like to go over. Okay, so you get them get them prepared. Um, you figure out what you think their their level of competency is, and then you get them looking for a deal. How long typically do you like to see a person take 
and how many deals you like them to look at before they do one. Do, do you think they need to look at stuff and overcome that fear? Well, I do. In, the, in, that, in that meeting we have, I talk about best practices, golden nuggets. Hey, you need to start requesting, looking over those packets. You need to start feeling comfortable with the numbers. Um, and then I'd like to tell them to go down and look at the property. You can do, uh, maybe you're not ready to buy. You can do what we call a tag along, where you could just be a fly on the wall with our agents and, and get an experience. Walk through the whole property with no pressure uh, to buy. You're just a fly on the wall. And you, it's really, you get like three birds with one stone. You get to meet a, uh, you know, one of our realtors, contractor, and just walk through the whole process to get a feel of how uh, it's a dry run, really, for, for any new member. Great way to get started. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Joey Sullivan and the Del Wamsa Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a part of Lifestyles Unlimited? Del Wamsley tells you what to expect when you join us for the next live online free workshop. We've been here for 30 years. Over 30 years, we've had and or do have roughly 50,000 plus members all over the United States. We have retired tens of thousands of people and it's just incredible what you're gonna find that you're gonna be in here. Not only are you gonna find the greatest amount of information and education, you're gonna find the people, the most open people you've ever met in your entire life. Come meet the people at Lifestyles Unlimited who will help you change your life and empower you to stop depending on a paycheck, your 401k, IRA, or social security for your future. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. At the free workshop, we'll teach you the five ways to make money with real estate, cash flow, equity capture, appreciation, equity buildup, and the tax advantages. Like Dell says, we'll open our books and show you how the numbers work with both single family and multifamily case studies. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Joey Sullivan out of the Austin area. Joey is one of my single-family mentors, and I was happy to bring him on today so that we could discuss the topics that he works with people on all the time. Joey, uh, I retired with single family houses only. I think you started and did a lot of single family houses, but then you decided to take and do some multifamily deals. Let's uh, share with people, what was the mental uh, approach or mental change that made you decide to stick your toe into the other type of investing? Well, you know, um, I, I got to attribute a lot of that to uh, my dear friend, our dear friend, uh, David Fisher. He just kicked me in the rear end. He said, hey, what are you doing? Aren't you a lead yet? You know, we need to get active. And um, and, and that's really um, what why I uh, made the change. As I've been very comfortable with single family, I've enjoyed single family. I've made a tremendous amount of money with single family. And um, but David Fisher just said, hey, let's 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 you need to get, you need to move up. You need to step up. So that's that's basically what happened there. Gotcha. The marketplace right now is just insane. Prices are down 20 to 40% across the board, and the opportunities for you to make a killing 
are unbelievable. Back in 2008, when we had a down market, I quadrupled my net worth in just about three years. So I don't want to see you miss out. So, Joey, um, tell us why someone might want to change over to multifamily. Well, uh, that's really how you can exponentially grow. I think you knew that when you were in single family. Um, when you get to the multifamily space, I mean, uh, there's there's economies of scale. Um, you can do what's called forced appreciation. You know, and I know for anybody new, that probably is a very confusing concept. And that's where, you know, David and our life changers teach at the two-day. You know, and it's very different than single family. Single family, you're locked in with whatever the market will allow based on sold comparables in the area. Not true with, with multifamily. It's a totally different animal where if you increase your net operating income, you increase your basically your equity capture in the, in the project. So a huge difference. Well, basically, you increase the value of the property. And that's the thing with the single family. You start from, here's what it's going to be worth when I finish with it, because there is um, comparative market analysis appraisal. You look at what everything else is worth, and that's what it's going to be worth. Then you have to buy it below market. And then you have to get it done and make it worth that full market value. But when you start with a multifamily, it's completely different. Whatever it is, uh, it doesn't matter what the rest of the market is. You take the net operating income, and then you work on that. And if you increase the net operating income and or change the capitalization rate, which means uh, reposition the property from a C to a B or from a D to a C, um, those things change the value of the property, and that's totally within your control. So the upside is not as limited as on a single-family deal. What size properties did you start with, Joey? Well, these are small. You know, I, I am emulating uh, David Fisher, who I consider my mentor. Um, in fact, um, David Fisher, you know, we believe in the abundance mentality. He's actually, uh, they were his properties. They're up in northeast Texas, uh, near Paris, and uh, one in Longview. And, um, yeah, these are smaller properties. One is a nine-unit. Uh, the other one is an eight-unit. And... You know, a lot of people ask, well, how can you do it from afar? And, uh, you know, uh, David is pretty creative in his ways um, and his systems. So, you know, we have a, a Wi-Fi with camera systems and electronic door locks. And, of course, you got to build your team up locally. So um, done that. I've I got some handyman on the on site there um, and, and a handy lady, actually. She's actually amazing. She's my cleaner and handy lady. So I just have a team up there and uh, on these small properties. And on the third one, you know, I'm going to be looking for a little bigger. Um, these were very small, um, uh, you know, properties, not a lot of capital raised. Uh, but the third one, I'm looking for maybe a, a little larger unit because I do have a number of passives saying, hey, when's your next deal? When can I get aboard? Well, I got to find one where, you know, I got some room for everybody. So that's that's going to be the, uh, the next goal is get that third one. So you did these as a syndicator and not an IRO, these multifamily deals? No, that is correct. They might be considered the world's tiniest uh, syndications, but uh, <laughs> you know, the first one was only $140,000 uh, uh, raised. And we worked with one of our great vendors. You know, we, we have a lot of vendors on the vendor program, Henry Novak, and wrote up the syndication paperwork. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Small little deals. Well, it, you still haven't beat me on the smallest syndication ever. I syndicated a 10 unit that only cost us $250,000. We had $50,000 down and we split that five ways. 
So five people wow. each put $10,000 down. <laughs> that that was my smallest syndication right there. So I don't know if that one, uh, if yours can beat that, but that's how small they can be. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So that one we ended up making uh, $250,000 on on a $50,000 investment, which is pretty insane. Uh, about 500% return on that deal. It really was good. Wow. So let's uh, let's talk about now. What kinds of things did you do when you went in and you turned these multifamily deals around? Same stuff you did on single family, or was it different stuff? You know, it was similar. There, uh, David left some meat on the bone. There was one with um, that he hadn't gotten around to remodeling. In fact, it was a burnout. So I oversaw like a, a fairly large rehab there uh, where we just you know had to replace all the drywall and 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 beautify the the entire unit. So there was meat on the bone. Um, and I was there for a number of weeks, you know, just had my air mattress and, and hung out up there for a while. And, um, and yeah, so just build it up, got it up, uh, got everything rented out. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it is similar to single family. I gotta say though, it is a little different, uh, I guess, demographic you could say for like a two bedrooms or one bedroom type properties. Uh, it, you know, it's single family. Gosh, the, the stability with the residents that I get is it, it doesn't compare. Uh, you know, it, it, I'll get someone in the single family, a family will be there for like five, eight years. I mean, the kid, this is like for a lot of people, it'll be this will be their as a kid growing up. This is like this was their home growing up. They're going to think of that for the rest of their lives. They stay there for a long time is my point. Whereas with with multifamily, gosh, I, I deal with some. uh I, I, let's put it this way. I got to pay a little extra uh, attention to their application and do some detective work to make sure everything's on the up and up. But but we do qualify uh, qualified individuals, but it's just a little different uh, uh, type of folks that are, are written from me up there. So when you um, do a multifamily deal, um, you sound like a Viking, man, like you're moving into the place and on sleeping man. That That's not <laughs> typically the way we do these things, right? Well, you are right. Um, This is more, hey, I'm just more of a go-getter. I got the time. I mean, lifestyle's bought back my time. I can go. I can be there. Um, You know, I'm I'm a mentor, um, you know, and uh, and you guys give us the flexibility to continue to work on our business. So, no. uh, If you're a lot of syndicators that are doing other uh, uh, properties, they're they're not doing what I'm doing, um, per se. I think they need to go to their properties, but maybe not as extreme as what I'm doing. What kind of net worth change have you made? And I'm just kind of curious. I basically had a negative net worth with my student, you know, student debt and everything. But I mean, I I had to pull up a personal financial statement. I'd made a. This is actually dated, you know, when I was getting financial uh, financing for my multifamily. But I mean, I'm well over two million net worth um, now, uh, and and vast majority. I mean, probably ninety. 95% of that is from lifestyles. I mean, just all the real estate I've done over the years, you know, buying, selling, cash out refis. Um, in the end, it's like well over $2 million, which, I, and, you know, I, I think about this often. If I was a full-time accountant, I mean, there's no way I'd be anywhere close to that. I mean, maybe I could save three, 4000 a month, uh, pack it away, you know, for retirement. and And to think to try to, um, uh, make the sort of returns in the stock market and get it anywhere close is just, I mean, it's impossible. Um, I, I, I just can't believe. And, you know, I, I, 
I sometimes just forget like how much, you know, lifestyles and, and following this roadmap has, has blessed me and my family. So it's just been incredible. Well, it's interesting that um, you could go from a negative net worth to a positive net worth and in such a large amount. Um, really, when you think about it as being an accountant, it's almost impossible. I don't know where you get the fact you could save $3,000 a month as an accountant. <laughs> I don't know. My, my dad was an accountant. Oh, he cheap. died broke, man. Cheap, Dale. <laughs> You'd have to be pretty cheap. So let's talk about this, Joey. What has it meant to you as far as the quality of life? You know, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. What has this meant to you and your family that's different now? And how long did it take before you were able to start changing their lifestyle into that? I remember, you know, it was in the 2010s, 2000s, and 20, early 2010s. Um, my grandparents, they're all starting to pass away, go to heaven. I remember my grandfather um, uh, up in Casper, Wyoming. It was the last phone call I had with him. And I didn't quite realize that he was... That was, probably, that was going to be the last phone call I had with him. You know, one of the things he asked is like, when are you going to come up and see me? I knew his health was deteriorating, but I didn't know that fast. And, um, you know, it was sad. I, I remember having to cut off that conversation and say, I'm sorry, Grandpa, I got to get back to work. Um, that, I wish it, I could have go back in time and have found lifestyles to where I could have just said, hey, Grandpa, I got a ticket. I'll see you tomorrow. Um uh, that that is the lifestyle we have now. Like I can do, we can just do whatever we want whenever we want. Pretty much. I mean, we still got responsibilities, you know. Actually, to be honest with you, being a mentor, holy smokes, January was a really busy month, I'm, and I like it. I'm helping a lot of members, but um, lifestyles has made it so I just have the flexibility to do what we want, buy what we want when we want, even though we're still cheap. Um, it, it's it's just totally. It's a different mentality. Like I'm just not. You know, when you're working full time, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, layoffs, what's going to happen? How much can we live off of our savings? You know, um, the thought never crosses my mind. So it's 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 a night and day difference. The um, the point you just made, I've always had contention with David Fisher that if you read this book um, called The Millionaire Next Door, one of the points it makes is once you become a frugal person, that even when you start to have some money in your life, it becomes very difficult to not be a frugal person. And I, I just came back from a ski trip, and we just spent the whole ski trip, about eight of us arguing over how much of what you earn you should spend. And it, it just not meanly, but just in a conversational, discussional-type manner, saying, you know, hey, look, and I've said that I increase my spending in direct corollary to increasing my income. However, at some point, I found that my income had gone up so much I couldn't increase my spending anymore, and now my savings outpaces my uh, my income increase. So then it becomes exponential growth and then gets out of control, and the only way to spend the money is start buying stupid things like planes and, and boats and yachts and stupid stuff. I haven't done that. I've not succumbed to that. On the other hand, I did force myself at one time to start spending more money. I said, you know, I'm just going to spend, I'm going to spend uh, 500 to a thousand dollars a week on just 
taking my friends out to dinner, doing whatever I want to do uh, fun-wise, I started forcing myself to spend more and more and more and more. I said, okay, I'm going to spend, I bought another apartment complex and it made me 50 grand a month. I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to spend 10 grand of that every month just for fun. I'm going to force myself. And, you know, I had to do that to loosen up the reins a little bit. Have you ever thought about where you are going to be able to loosen the reins up a little bit and start thinking about just, you know, giving more to your charities, to your family, to your friends? Has that ever thought crossed your mind? You know what? Um, I, I just, I'm quite happy and content with where we're at now. I will say, though, I mean, if we do look, I do my own accounting. I have my personal books and yes our spending has gone up traveling has gone up you know i'm uh uh but but no uh my wife uh she's very happy uh with her hobbies they've dramatically gone up like you should see our backyard it's like a farm back there with all the chickens we have she's buying uh, (laughs) a ton of plants so we're getting into it i think we're just kind of simple creatures you know um we do talk about and we have before going on cruises and stuff like that um we do visit family more but um, and and of course our charities, uh, but yeah, that that is something to think about, Dale. I think, um, yeah, I, I I guess we can't help it. My wife comes from a third world country, you know, Sri Lanka. We met in Wyoming, of all places, my home state at university. And uh, yeah, I I think that is a challenge, Dale. I'll, I'll take you up on that. We're going to start thinking. Well, I want to thank you, Joey, most of all for being a mentor. Second of all, for coming on the radio and sharing your story with everybody. For the rest of you out there, remember this, not the money, it's the lifestyle. Have a great day. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.